My name's Ian Austin and this is Friday Night Shala on a Sunday. Or more aptly, it's Friday Night Shala Limitless, my ongoing quest to see movies with my Odin Limitless card and reporting them to, reporting them to you guys. Obviously, you have to be relevant to this podcast, but Fantastic Beasts, Prince of Grindelwald is kind of relevant because it's got a lot of horror elements to it. And so I figure it's worth discussing. Plus, I said a while ago I was going to do a review of it. And then I forgot to because I didn't see it and I've only just seen it on Friday the 23rd of this November 2018. And my recap review obviously got up on Sunday. But just in case, I'm going to warn you, there are spoilers in this review. So if you don't want to be spoiled, stop listening in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... Five, four, three, two, one. Holy shit, that was actually really good. <laughs> I really enjoyed Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. I think the main thing I'd say is that this movie is strange because the first Fantastic Beasts and where to find them it was obviously a prequel to Harry Potter and its statement that took place earlier in the universe, but it wasn't prequel because it didn't really connect too much with Harry Potter. It shows us a new aesthetic to it, which is namely the American Ministry of Magic, and we got to see how the American magicians in their ministry effectively act like really irresponsible cowboys. And it's unique, and it's different, and it, it was fresh, you know? It's, it's a lark, it didn't really have a plot with lots of prophecies or any of that shit. Um, which was refreshing. And this movie has lots of prophecies and connections to Harry Potter and lots of shit like that. It's dozens of connections. Obviously, you have to assume that J.K. Rowling knows where she's going for these movies. But it's still quite a change of pace because the first movie was a lark. And this movie is a lot more serious and a lot more dark. Which you'd expect the strangers' characters because they are quite a dark family. Obviously, from Harry Potter, you have Bella, Bellatrix Lestrange. And they go into a lot of detail about why and how that family is so messed up. And it is absolutely terrifying. We meet Lita Lestrange and really get a sense of how... It plays in one of J.K. Rowling's themes, whereby you're not tied down to be good or bad. You choose. You can overcome your upbringing... Or you can succumb to it like Tom Riddle, A.K. Voldemort did. In this movie, the Strange overcomes her really, really horrifying bat story. Indeed, it's something straight out of night, straight out of nightmare fuel, as Teeth Trotes put it. When they go into how she is conceived and the specifics of the Strange bat story and the Strange family tree, really makes you think Bellatrix going insane is in some ways. A justifiable logic given if I found out my family tree is that messed up, I don't know what I'd do. Probably not murder a bunch of kids or try murder a bunch of kids. I doubt I'd do that. But at the same time, it's quite terrifying and makes the whole thing about those characters more tragic. Obviously, it doesn't excuse their actions, but it's more tragic anyway. You always get the sense that Grindelwald's portrayed as a lot different to Voldemort. Voldemort was very much saying shadows, and Grindelwald is like. It's kind of weird, really, because it's, it's been put online. He dresses like a punk musician from 1980s, but he's in 1927. But I think it shows how weird he is and how place he is, even that time and place. So we really get a sense of Grindelwald more in this movie than the last one. Johnny Depp does it. I really don't like Johnny Depp. I think he comes across as a really nasty piece of work, but he does a good 
job in this movie because he's playing nice piece of work. No, we I joke, but he's he delivers a good performance. Fresh in Sim trying to act again after those bloody awful pirates movies. I mean he gets some good stuff and he does work differentiated from um uh Voldemort, obviously Ralph Fiennes. And at the same time, I like the implication, subtle as it may be that Grindwald is doing all of this in his own mind for Dumbledore. That's quite cool. I also want to clarify that in this movie, they don't outright say Dumbledore is gay and that he had a relationship with Grindelwald. But it's hinted at so strongly that it's not subtext, it's text. It's just they don't say the exact words. And the reason they don't is because this franchise has three more movies left. We're going to get to that stuff, trust me. But Big Thrill, obviously, and again... If you don't want to be spoiled, you stop listening now. Because in five seconds, you're going to be hit with a heavy spoiler, okay? So just clear. Spoilers are coming from this point. So if you don't want to listen to them, don't want to be spoiled, stop listening. Because no, this Okay, so the reveal who Credence is at the end of the movie, who he really is, how he factors into the plot, is mind-blowing. I'm sure some of you thought I was actually going to spoil just who he is. Really? I'm not, because despite the fact that his identity of who he really is is a key part of the movie and would be a key part moving forward, you really should see it for yourself. It's a very cool moment, and it's really nice, nice moment because it gives, it adds an element to Harry Potter universe that wasn't there before, which is quite cool. The performances in this movie, I thought Dumbledore was good. I, I think Jude Law... Like I said, some friends on Facebook and in real life, he's essentially the third actor who played Dumbledore. And much like Michael Gambon, he doesn't really pay attention to previous performances, deciding instead to play it very much as it's written. We'll obviously all remember Dumbledore, Michael Gambon's incredible delivery of, Hey, why is it an Aaron Gobbler? I shouted instead of calmly said, as it's clearly stated in the book. But Jude Law does a good job. He doesn't get a lot to do, which is kind of nice because it still feels like A remains um, Newt Scaramanda's movie. It's good because it should. I don't want him to see control because I really like, I love Newt. I really like the fact that he feels like J.K. Rowling's attempt to do a Doctor Who style character, which is interesting because in Harry Potter they're all proactive and want, most characters won't fight. And here's the one guy who doesn't who just wants to, you know, be nice animals and stuff like that. And throughout the movie, you get more and more of that um, HUAC, House United Against Communism, um, thing from America with McCarthy era and regime and all their witch hunts. And get a bit of that here. It's sort of like, if you're not with us, you're against us. And you get some nice parallels to that here. It's it's interesting that J.K. Rowling's really going headlong down the path of contrasting and paralleling the wizard community, what's going on with them, compared to what's going on with um the actual rest of planet and time, and hinting up with the WW2s coming up in this universe, and that's foreshadowed here quite strongly, and it's going to have an impact on wizards, as well as F1S. And it, it, it's just interesting. There's some good moments here. Uh, it's a darker entry. A lot of characters are given more um darker elements, especially Queenie, which served to. That's my own flaw of the movie. I like Fantastic Beasts. I really liked it, and 
much way I like the first Harry Potter movie. But Harry Potter movies will like, gradually become darker. This jumps headlong into it. And think the idea they had was to do five movies. And to an extent, I think the flaw there is that they're missing out on the transition. Because this gets really dark really quick. And I understand why and I'm not complaining. I just feel like it's quite a shift from the happy ending of um, Fantastic Beasts, the first one. And then this goes really just completely, in, almost into a different genre, I suppose you could say. First one was kind of um, a mystery, and this one's a bit more of an action movie. It's mystery elements, but I always feel it's not as tightly plot, potted, plotted, <laughs> tightly potted as the Harry Potter movies, where they had strong, decent plots overrunning, and this one means us a little. But at the same time, Harry Potter books were very specifically about one person. Whereas Fantastic Beasts movies are about um, Newt Scaramanga in theory. But he, well, he's still the lead character. They're starting to move into a broader spectrum. Which is okay, but he should still be the lead character. And hope next movie emphasises that a bit more. So overall, I'd say a really good movie. I don't want to spend ages of time discussing it because I want you guys to hopefully see it at the cinema. But yeah, I really liked it. And I think hopefully they can make the other three because I think Harry Potter Universe is actually a really untapped resource. This is better than Star Wars prequels because while this feels like part of two in a saga and the first one's more standalone, it feels like it's opening up the universe and also telling a different story. And doing a better job of portraying characters at young points in their lives. I think Dumbledore, his backstory is always really interesting stuff with his um, sister and brother. Brothers, I suppose you'd say. And um, stuff with Grindelwald. It's it's the really interesting part of the um, last Harry Potter book, Deathly Hallows. I loved all that hint at that story. And getting some specifics on it is really cool. And at the same time, seeing that Dumbledore in the Harry Potter move books and movies you find out that what he wished longs for most is his family and this movie when he looks in the um mirror of desire he sees grindelwald so it's how he gets from that to point a point b should be really interesting but anyway i hope you see i hope you see movie if you've seen i hope you enjoyed it if anyone's got any comments uh, leave them on twitter as usual, I'd always use your comments. If you have any, won't leave any um, comments on iTunes, that'd be great. Obviously, the Twitter is, if I remember, Friday Night Shudder at, at twitter.com. Um, yeah, but if you want, anyone wants to leave any iTunes reviews, that'd be cool. It sounds like I'm begging and like I'm man, but hey, whatever. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the last installment of Friday Night Limitless, and hopefully, I'll be back soon with a new review. Until next time, remember, life is beautiful.